Hi, my name is Desiree. And my name is Jade. And welcome to the Tin Canular Podcast. This is a show all about our unfiltered opinions and unsolicited advice. Every week, we'll discuss a topic that applies to our lives that we think deserves some attention. It's going to be a mixture of our serious thoughts, stupid ideas, wild conspiracies, ridiculous anecdotes, and more. So whether you want to learn from our mistakes, be comforted by our thoughts, or if you're just in the mood to chat, we've got the show for you. Before we begin, let's get a quick disclaimer out of the way. In this episode, we talk about topics such as gender, sex, gender-based violence, relationship struggles, and more. We speak super bluntly, make a lot of crass jokes, and speak in very, very gendered language. So please remember, this is just a podcast. We are not experts in anything, and most of what we say is said in jest. Listener discretion is advised. Okay. Okay. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back to another rendition of me and Jade losing our minds and you guys listening. Appreciate you. Um, I'm really excited for today. I feel like our last episode, I feel like if you listened to it and then now you're listening to this, I think you saw a very prim and proper Jade and Desiree on last episode. Like we were very like we were thoughtful. And I think today we are maybe going to be um, far less thoughtful. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? The thing is, is even when you said, oh, the last episode, we were like more prim and proper. I'm literally having flashbacks to some of the things that we said. And there was nothing <laughs> or proper about some of those sound bites. I can literally think of some right now. But yeah, I feel like the more, the more, the deeper we go into these topics or the more episodes we have, the more we're just going to continuously lose it like oh yeah oh it's gonna get it's gonna get lost we're definitely gonna get unbelievably lost entirely so the thing is is that i think you know what it is as well (laughs) i think like in the first episode obviously like you guys wouldn't have known this but it it, we had mentioned it before it like took it took quite a while to like get into the swing of like being like super casual and like loose and stuff like that. And I feel like maybe in our recollection, last episode would have been prim and proper. Um, but I don't know. Like I feel like at that time last week, I felt like we both were going through things. And yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like yeah. um, the, yes. the absolute headassery did show through. Um, and I mean, I'm feeling even more headass this week. Like, Oh, me too. It's a good thing you oh, guys yeah. can't see us right now. No, I particularly I me. Too. No, no, no. <laughs> but me, me earlier, I just leveled up. It's like a million degrees in here, so I took off. I was wearing like a sweater, so now I've put on like a little collared shirt, and it's giving the illusion that I have my life together a little bit more than I actually do. But before, when when Desiree and I hopped on this call, and I looked at her, and she looked at me. It was like looking in a mirror. Truly, kind no, of. truly, truly. Because you know what it is as well. As soon as we hopped on the call, I was like, okay, both of our hair is up and we have the slut bangs yeah. going. And, <laughs> and, you know, sometimes it's a look. Sometimes it's a mood, you know. Sometimes it's it, it's it's like, oh, yeah, she has her life together. But most of the time yeah. when your hair is up with the slut bangs, things, th- you know, things maybe can be better. There might be room for improvement. There, I'll make that I argument. Think so. I think so. I put, I normally do this when it's like, I have things to get done. So I need my hair up, but I also feel like I look like a little boy. So I need like, (laughs) I need like something to frame the face a little bit, like feel a little feminine. Just like give me any, any amount of confidence. It's really the thought of like, this is going to make me 
feel like a lady <laughs> no not now you look like now you look like a little boy with two little bangs <laughs> little boy whose bowl haircut got shaved down the middle like that's what it looks like i also kind of feel like when my hair is up i literally just look like a brown egg and it, it's just it's just like the hair just slipped back it's like too much face all at once i feel yeah. like you know putting the slut bangs in front kind of prepares you uh, that's how I feel. Yes, I yes. do often wear also like larger earrings when my hair is up because I feel like it's a, like it distracts a little, like diffuses. Because otherwise, like it's a lot of shiny white forehead from me. That's what right. you're getting. And also, and also, those like bug eyes, like bug eyes, like huge eyes, huge eyes, huge forehead, um, tiny mouth. Tiny, I can attest. Like mouth. I don't know if any of you out there know what jade looks like but she is a much hotter version of a cabbage patch kid and we've we've literally since university like we've like i've known this about her like literally we've drawn this comparison like so long ago but it's giving it's giving like cabbage patch kid grown up and also sexy slutty cabbage patch kid (laughs) oh that's a great halloween costume yeah i was just about to say have you have you ever gone as that Babe, I go as that every day. Right, slutty cabbage patch kid. That's my life. <laughs> That's my bag. It's every a look, it's day. a niche appeal. It's right. a niche appeal, but the people that like it like it. They okay? like it. And, yeah. Um No, but there's one cabbage patch kid in particular that I am like that that's my twin right there. That's my sis. That's my right? sister. I can see her in my head. I literally I can, can see, see her. her. I can see her. It's, and it's literally just my face. Like if someone made a doll of me, they would make that cabbage patch kid it's literally was it you was it you who said everyone says that i look like a cabbage patch kid or was it like me or like caitlin like who who was it how did that come about because when it happened it was like yes i was in the library in college and i have this terrible habit of or i had this terrible habit of like i'd be doing work in the library and I'd just be struck with this feeling of like, oh my God, I look like this. This actually happened to me the other day. I was like struck with the feeling that I look like a shrew. And I was just like, I am like a shrew. Like I'm a woodland creature. Like that's the face that I have. And I'm, and it's just, it just is what it is. Like that's just true. And then what I'll do is I'll post on my Instagram close friend story and I'll do a survey to see if other people feel that same way. Right, right, right. One yeah. day. It's all coming back to me. Because actually this came about because Desiree uh, used to model um, in college. Mm-hmm. She was a model, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. And um, she told me one time, she was like, you should audition for these fashion shows with me. And I was like, they don't want my face because it's giving it's giving farmer girl. It's giving, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's giving Dutch country woman. And you were like, oh my no, God. that's not true. That's not true. And then I said, it's giving cabbage patch kid. And I actually said that without really knowing what that is or what they look like. But upon Google imaging Cabbage Patch Kid, my twin, like literally, I came up. And Desiree's like, Her you twin. don't look like a cabbage patch kid. You don't look like a cat. Okay, you look like that cabbage patch kid. <laughs> you look like that. She's like, you do. I wouldn't lie to you. And that you do actually look like that Cabbage Patch Kid. You're right about that. Oh, my God. And you know what? It's like, as I say, it's uncanny, but also like she she just looks like a much gorgeous, sexier version of a Cabbage Patch Kid. <laughs> we don't want to sexualize Cabbage Patch Kids, but if we had to, yeah. she would be Jade Foggerson. Yeah. I love that. Um, 
But yeah, I think it's funny. I feel like we're both more emotionally put together this week, but maybe more physically disheveled. Yeah, um, yeah. I just like to give you guys context. You know, we both have eggheads with slut bags going on. Yes, um, yes, that's the vibe. I think you should also know that if you hear me drinking some, if you hear me drinking my um my water, ooh, an know ASMR that it's, moment. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I actually like that. <laughs> I got the tingles. We just make- um, know that it's not just water. It's actually 50% water with an energy drink poured into the other 50% of it. So progressively through this episode, I'm going to get more and more unbelievably wired. Mm. Yep. And while she's getting more and more wired, see, the thing is, is that we definitely mentioned it last episode, but like literally Jade is in LA and I'm in London. So at this, yeah. at this moment in time, it is like, Jade's like essentially just beginning her day and I'm just winding down ish. I mean, like I'm, I'm hyped obviously to be here, but it's the yeah. end of the day for me. So, yeah. I mean, you know, the past couple of days have definitely, they've been some days y'all. Um, they've been some days. Uh, I was literally just telling Jade that I, um, so one thing about me is that I have bouts of anemia. Uh, it, it just suddenly, you know, rears its its uh, low iron head once in a while. And I was being very silly Billy. I was being a very silly goose. And I wasn't keeping on top of my um, iron intake. Anyway, so your girl is like, I'm going to go and do some yoga, stretch it out. And I go to this new, like yoga studio that's down the street from me i'm like oh yeah like let's get it let's go to go and let's get it on and there's this one pose i don't know the name of it but like literally whenever i do it again i'm literally gonna have ptsd flashbacks because the way in which yesterday i did this specific pose and it required it required you to like lift your chest and to like engage all of your core muscles including your arms and like every muscle that I had was engaged. Um, was it Cobra? I don't know. No, it wasn't Cobra. Really? It was like, oh. if I show you over like video, like it was like, I don't know. Like, I, I can't even properly do it because I'm afraid of what's going to happen to me. <laughs> what, what, what it'll do. <laughs> what it will do at this moment in fair, time. Fair, fair, fair. Um, and it's to the point where I'm holding this pose. I'm shaking. The yoga, the yoga instructor is like, if you're shaking y'all, that's good push like harder and push further so I'm like oh I'm gonna do this I'm gonna commit to this pose and so I'm pushing harder I'm pushing further I'm like I'm on top of the world I'm the best like yogi ever anyway when it's time to release the pose you know there's an audible sigh from the entire room everyone's relieved that this uh this pose is released um but on my end I'm literally I'm huffing like an absolute train like, I don't even know if that's the right, I don't even know if that's the right freaking simile um, or metaphor or whatever. I'm literally huffing and I'm puffing. I'm not looking very graceful at all. Everyone else is like, you know, like gracefully tired in that yoga way. And I'm literally like, my arms are akimbo and I'm almost bent over trying to catch my breath. The breath never caught y'all. It never caught. Uh, so I'm like, I'm losing oxygen. I'm losing 
I'm losing life as I know it. Nothing's happening in my brain. Stop. I literally am, I'm going blind and also <laughs> I'm going deaf. So I'm like, okay, I'm about That's, to faint. Me, me, when I get one piece of criticism, <laughs> I am going blind. I am going deaf. Life as I know it is ending. And I'm like, it's oh my God, I'm absolutely about to faint. <laughs> Listen, I like, I was, and I'm like, guys, I'm at the, I'm at the front of the class. So everyone mm. behind me and to the side of me and the yoga instructor is seeing me go blind and go deaf. Like, and I don't know if any of you like, have, <laughs> I don't know if any of you like have had like a situation like this, but when you're like, when you can't hear anymore, literally all you can hear is like, that's all you can hear. And so I can cannular. It was real tin cannular. And so I literally stumbled to the back of the class. I'm looking for uh, the front doors because I want to get um, fresh air. And I'm stumbling. I'm literally stumbling into doors, like trying to find the right door. Anyway, I decide to, it's, it's probably a good idea for me to get on the ground. So I get on the ground. I did not lose it. I did not faint. But I eventually came to, right? Caught my breath. And we went back to the flow, okay? Like we, mama didn't raise a There quitter. we go. There we go. So... Yeah. And that's, that's my a, story. I'm breaking my silence. Thank you. That's a wrap. Breaking my silence on the yoga incident. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um, that in conjunction, um, <laughs> I actually literally just came back from Rome um, a few days ago. Oh, yeah. One of the highlights of my trip was that I was actually bitten by a stray cat. Um, <laughs> and it literally is the dumbest it's, it's probably one of the dumbest ways to get rabies. Um, but I decided, I literally decided I was going to go for a walk. Um, That's right. Along a river bank. And I see this very beautiful black cat. Jade knows I'm obsessed with black cats. I love black cats. She is. I've always wanted a black cat. So I see it yeah. and I'm like, I'm absolutely going to go and give this cat a pet. Because I'm thinking yeah. it's probably someone, it's someone's cat. Um... Anyway, I'm petting it. And you know, when cats kind of get tired of you, they give you a little bite. It like bit me yeah. three times. And I was like, oh, that's, that's no problem. And I get up and I like, I look around and I see that there's also like probably an additional five black cats literally in the oh. distance. And I'm it like, oh, you guys are a brigand. You guys oh are a God. brigand. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they they're, it's they, crew on you. It, it's the crew was there. So I was like, oh, you guys are most definitely strays and I need a rabies shot. Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. Ima- can you, could you imagine that? Imagine rabies that. shot on a Sunday afternoon. On a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yep. You know, like it's That's very romantic. Or it's like, you know, like if you're depressed and you're like, I'm going to go on a worldwide vacation to not be depressed it's like Mm -hmm. okay well now you're depressed in florence this was you it's like well now i i have rabies in rome in rome (laughs) it's like it's like a little romantic oh Um, my god i should have captioned my instagram post that rabies in rome well speaking of uh romance in not very romantic things right speaking of romanticization Uh speaking of characterization and creating narratives for ourselves and others Uh uh-huh i think we ought to get into the topic of the week so today oh my god i'm actually really excited about this one is about the concept of the cool girl Mm -hmm. now if you're unaware of what that is just buckle up because we about to get into it okay oh my god i'm so excited 
If you spend any amount of time on the internet, then I'm sure you know, or have at least heard of, the various different archetypes with which women have begun to use to explain others and themselves. There are the pick-me girls, the self-proclaimed sad girls, the impulsive fleabag era girls, Barbie core girls, bimbo core girls, femme cells, Fiona Apple listeners, female manipulators. Despite the rise in popularity of these categories now, particularly on social media platforms such as TikTok or Instagram, they're all, in my opinion, predated by the cool girl. Cool Girl is a female archetype popularized and best explained by a monologue written by Gillian Flynn in the book Gone Girl and expertly delivered by Rosamund Pike in the novel's film adaptation. The monologue elucidates what being a cool girl is while simultaneously critiquing it for the behavior... Behavior? While simultaneously... <laughs> It was one of those moments when it's like when your friend spells the Grinch the gink, <laughs> you get in like a terrible car accident. You're like, oh my god, it was in a terrible car accident. That friend you misspelled the Grinch to once says, was the gink there? <laughs> Behave or? Behave or? Now I'm like, how do I say that? Behave behavioral behavioral behavioral. Yeah, that- you got it. Girl. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I believe in you. <clears throat> The monologue elucidates what being a cool girl is while simultaneously critiquing it for the behavioral confines it asks women to act within. Roll the tape. Hi everyone, this is Jade editing this podcast later. I cannot, in fact, roll the tape. I did initially put uh, the Gone Girl monologue in here and we did get a copyright strike when I uploaded the podcast. So I will now perform Rosamund Pike's um, Gone Girl monologue for you. Uh, and action. Nick and Amy will be gone, but then we never really existed. Nick loved a girl I was pretending to be. Cool girl. Men always use that, don't they, as their defining compliment. She's a cool girl. Cool girl is hot. Cool girl is game. Cool girl is fun. Cool girl never gets angry at her man. She only smiles in a chagrin-loving manner and then presents her mouth for fucking. She likes what he likes, so, evidently, he's a vinyl hipster who loves fetish manga. If he likes Girls Gone Wild, she's a mall babe who talks football and endures buffalo wings at Hooters. When I met Nick Dunn, I knew he wanted a cool girl, and for him, I'll admit, I was willing to try. Since the movie's premiere in 2014, the Cool Girl monologue has been watched on YouTube, made into Tumblr GIFs, been posted as a photo set on Instagram, and more, millions of times. It resonated, apparently, to women who have felt that their personalities need to become adaptable for their romantic interests, who need to be blank canvases for men to project their dream girl onto. A dream girl who is often, as stated in the book version of the monologue, just someone who has been written into movies by socially awkward men who hope a girl like that will want to kiss them one day. While the main female character in Gone Girl is definitely not one to idolize, there still remains something crucial to be learned within her understanding of the falsity of herself and the role she played in her marriage. It's that two-dimensional feeling, one I think many girls have and still relate to, where you've compromised much of yourself in order to be easygoing, in order to not be too much. This flattening of self only ever backfires. After all, you can't actually be in a deep, loving relationship if you're acting only in the interests of your partner's large-scale and minuscule desires. 
And you can't throw so much of yourself out of consideration until you eventually wither away internally, feel absolutely lost, or, like Rosamund Pike's character, erupt in criminal acts that emerge from deep-seated resentment of the person you've sacrificed yourself for. I think my favorite part of the Cool Girl monologue actually comes from the book, in which Gillian Flynn writes, Cool girls are above all hot. Hot and understanding. Men actually think this girl exists. Maybe they're fooled because so many women are willing to pretend to be this girl. They're not even pretending to be the woman they want to be. They're pretending to be the woman a man wants them to be. Oh, and if you're not a cool girl, I beg you not to believe that your man doesn't want the cool girl. There are variations to the window dressing, but believe me, he wants a cool girl, who is basically the girl who likes everything he likes and doesn't ever complain. So what does it look like to be a cool girl? In what ways does it backfire? Does it differentiate from these female archetypes like a pick-me girl? And how can we potentially avoid becoming cool girl in the face of what feels like pressure to perform to a man's imaginative standard? We'll crack open the beers, turn on football, let's start eating some buffalo wings, and let's be cool girls and chat about it. Oh my god, can you guys tell this girl (laughs) is... She's a writer. She's an anthropological anthropologist. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. it's giving. I, I enjoyed Thank that. You. I enjoyed that monologue. I enjoyed it. Thank I feel like you. you have a way you have a way of like writing in which I think that this is the thoughts that are going on in my head. Like literally your voice exists within my brain. And I'm like, wow, I just came <laughs> up with that idea myself. <laughs> you know what, Desiree? Good, good job. <laughs> I wrote a whole lowdown just now in my head. That's just now in my head. And like, I'm listening and I'm like, you know what? I'm so right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so right. (laughs) You're like, that's such an original thought that I just completely voiced. I just had. Wow. I actually love that. I love, I love the idea that I would be kind of like in your head like that, that I'm just swimming around in there. Literally. Hey. And you, we were kind of joking last time about how we get on this podcast. And I think there's a point where I literally just become a floating pair of eyeballs. And yeah, me too. Just consciousness. Um, yeah. That's literally all that I am. Uh, and <laughs> I, I, like, literally, it's a good thing that these things are not videotaped because while she's like saying her monologue, I'm literally like traveling through time and space, completely <laughs> lost, <laughs> completely lost in what she's saying because there is so much to say. On the cool girl. And I think it's really interesting. I think it's really interesting that you brought up cool girl as well as the pick me girl. Because I I think that in the Venn diagram of those women, like, or, you know, like in in general, anyone who would identify as those things, like, I feel like they are vastly different, but they're so similar. They're so similar. There's a huge overlap. I've like cherry picked, I think, certain sentences out of that monologue and that's crafted my understanding of what it is to be cool girl. I thought cool girl was more like you are amenable and you just follow whatever this guy wants because you don't want to be a pain and you want him to think of you as cool and easygoing and like, oh, she's not like the other girls in the sense that she doesn't, you know, ever get jealous. She doesn't ever tell me to clean up my shit. She doesn't ever ask me to do chores she doesn't ever you know she's not nagging like that's yeah. kind of what I pictured cool girl was but there are certain points in the gone girl monologue that do it it gives vibes of the pick me girl in the sense that she references 
drinking beer and eating buffalo yeah, wings with right, the boys right. and like oh, liking whatever he likes and not being like the other girls because you like football and stuff. I think yeah, that's a pick me You're girl. one of the guys. Yeah. My mm-hmm. definition for cool girl is definitely less of being one of the guys and more of babe, you can do whatever you want. I'm just so chill. Like I'm right. so low key. It's right. no big deal. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think I <laughs> I think that my definition of the cool girl would also be that because all right, like please don't you guys please don't take me to jail, but I've attempted to be this <laughs> at some point or oh, another. Who has it? Who has it? Literally, okay, like literally, you know, those who know, know. Um, but I feel like yeah, my definition of the cool girl it's is like exactly not quite that, oh, where yeah, it's she's like, one of the It's it's like boys because that's more pick me right she's like yeah, one of the boys she's way like, girls are i don't like ta- hanging out with Ew. girls i only have guy friends that's girls are such girl. drama like girls are just drama like you know i don't yeah. i don't i don't get down with that like i gotta be with the guys it's less drama oh my god those, I, I, those I mean, girls oh. and they deserve the death penalty right, and actually. i say and i say that with my chest <laughs> i'm anti-death penalty but i'm pro it for them because you are so brainwashed and i'm funny you yeah hate you hate yourself you. like that's the thing as yeah. soon as because i've heard it before that's the thing i've literally heard it before where women would be like oh like those girls like hanging out with girls like they're just so much drama i don't get down with that i'm like huh girl you're like, girl you yourself doing? like don't do that it's really not that much drama to hang out with girls not i just i, I don't <laughs> right. i really don't know where that has come from like i would say that maybe because women are masters of the social sphere uh, yeah um and let me just be really clear right now we are obviously talking about everything very bluntly i i when i say women i mean anyone who is really embracing tenets of femininity so right, whatever exactly. you take that to mean include it like just just vibe with me okay like if of you course, feel like yeah. you're in the divine feminine but you don't identify as a woman like you relate to this you're part yeah. of it but like it because women are the masters of like the social sphere obviously there's more intricate politics if there are issues at play generally uh-huh. like it's less like men are a little caveman-esque with the way they handle social situations extremely like, so yes it's really not that much drama like i have never had like backstabbing and whisperings it's just like beyond the age of 10 yeah you, like, like it's just not how it goes psa grow up grow the yeah. fuck up like <laughs> literally that. like grow up uh, but like okay yeah. yeah like that's more on like on on the pick me girl like back to the cool yeah. girl right like i yes. i did envision me myself you know in in this weird land hell landscape where i was trying to be a cool girl like yeah. the cool girl just actually genuinely doesn't let anything bother her about like yes. this this guy that she's with. Yes. And obviously we're talking like in a in a more heteronormative sense. But listen, if you're with a partner and they're 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 acting like, you know, the the cool girl and you know yeah. her counterpart, then this applies. You know, you you get the yeah. vibes. Like yeah. I feel like with these guys, like with these guys this isn't a controversial thing that I'm going to say. I don't know why it feels that way, but like, it's impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible to be like super lax with these guys no. at all times. Like it's, it's physically impossible. No, you can't do it. You can't, you can't do it. And here's you the thing. Cannot I do it. don't, I don't front any cool girls out there because I think that you are going to learn because I have also been cool girl before so many times. 
Right, right, right. And it's so, and we've here's reformed. the thing, it oftentimes, we've reformed, yeah. Because yes. it does oftentimes start, and I want to really, I'm really coming from a place of empathy here. Mm-hmm. For me, a lot of the times it started where I was like, oh no, I genuinely don't care. Right. Okay? So, and that's because maybe in the beginning of a relationship, you have like not that much investment in the person you are dealing with. So for me, it's been the case that someone has kind of acted in a way that I would not appreciate. That is maybe against what I would stand for. But because we weren't in a solidified monogamous boyfriend, girlfriend situation and it was early doors, I kind of thought to myself like, eh, it doesn't really bother me. Like whatever. Right. Yeah. Which I'll, makes sense. I'll, yeah. I'll, pl- I'll be a little bit of like wifey, in a way that I <laughs> these things are so I, intuitive it's as so well. weird yeah it's like it's like okay yeah. I'll, whatever I don't really care I don't know him like that we're not really dating like that but girl the second you start dating like that mm-hmm. he has this expectation that you are down for anything you are so lax like he can treat you however he has been treating you and there needs to be if you're gonna be cool girl in the beginning because you don't really care that much you need to signal that things are gonna change if you want to be dating me properly like things have got to be different i am not cool girl anymore i am your girlfriend i'm a whole human being who might like things and might not like other things right right and it's amazing because i feel like if if you do like as the cool girl if you do let it get to that extent where you like you guys are now together you're now in a invested sort of relationship where you guys are like legitimately together um and you let it go on for months and months you you're the cool girl mm-hmm. you're the cool girl once you actually tell the cameras to cut dead ass like once you do that then it's a huge shock right it's a huge yeah. shock it's a yeah. huge shock for the guy because i've been there i've been there before literally i hope mm-hmm. i hope none of my ex people are listening to this because the way that they are laughing their ass off right now because literally how it would always happen with me and i'm thinking about the latest one right now is um you know <laughs> the guy that i'm seeing is like hey do you mind that like you know we're not we, i don't really like labels i don't like labels like if you're into labels great um but you know like for me like sometimes without labels like it gets a little messy duh but like they'll be like oh you know like we don't have labels going on like you know we're just we're just cool on each other like we're just we see each other from time to time and <laughs> you know like it's totally fine and the basis of that is not actually the problem it's that yeah. sometimes when you give people i'm not even saying men but in general, when you give people an inch, sometimes they go ahead and stretch that out to a country mile. They literally <laughs> stretch that out into a country mile. And then all of a sudden, they're literally like picking at your boundaries, picking at your boundaries, picking at your boundaries to the point where you snap. <laughs> like cool girl turns a flaming hot. Flaming hearts. Because she's doing the Barack Obama hand as she does this whole thing. And she's, but the thing is, she's so correct. Like, this is so dear, dear to my heart because it just, it happens literally every time. And guess what? The thing is, is like the, the, the worst thing about this entire situation is that you actually have no one to blame but yourself. Yeah. Because why didn't you say, why are you putting on this fake persona look it is so detrimental it is a cautionary tale time and time again every time i've been cool girl it goes either either i've (laughs) the relationship has ended because i like have not had the guts to say i do not like 
my treatment currently, you need to change it. I'm just like, anyways, I'm going to jump ship because that sounds like a lot of work. That's divine masculine, maybe. (laughs) I pulled divine masculine where I'm like, you know what? There's an issue here. It would require an intricate emotional conversation. I don't have the energy for that. I'm going to walk away now. Right. Um, Be blessed. Or or it is where all of a sudden the guy's like, oh, you're crazy. (laughs) Yeah, right. right. Because you seem so, it's like, wait, you didn't care that I, I don't know, slept with all my female friends routinely, even though you're not allowed to sleep with anyone else last week. And now you're telling me that it doesn't really make you very comfortable when I do that. You're crazy. You're a crazy crazy. woman. What happened to you? You're crazy. You, you start to feel insane for just having any like boundaries. And I also think that this becomes a self-fulfilling cycle where it goes poorly because you all of a sudden revealed your boundaries and the guy or whoever begins to feel maybe like, they don't fully know you. They don't fully understand what you want anymore. And yeah. they kind of start, sometimes they take it to the, oh, you're crazy place. Or even they just take it to a place of, I don't really think this is for me because I realize our situation wasn't what I thought it was. Yeah. And I think that that then creates a nervousness in a lot of women of, oh man, I can't show my true values or boundaries or intentions for a relationship from the beginning because it's going to scare guys away so you become cool right. girl again uh-huh. mm-hmm. but it is inevitable that at some point the cool girl facade will break and it just ends up creating more and more fear for you in the next relationship where you try and extend yourself out to be as perfect for this person as possible and it just goes wrong so you need to from the beginning be like no this is my these are my values i won't stand for that i won't stand for this and Truthfully, if that scares someone away, good riddance. You don't actually yeah. want to be with them then. Right, right. Because that's a headache. I completely agree with what you said in terms of it being a, this positive feedback loop. Because, yeah, on our on on the cool girl's end, it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy. You don't want to be like that. Honestly, that feminine woman who yeah. is extremely like in tune with her emotions and, and, and things of that sort. Like, you don't want to be that. You don't want to present as that because... I yeah. think we as a society definitely look at look at these quote unquote feminine traits as bad, as weak, as like yeah. unstable. And so you want to present as quote unquote masculine as you can, but maybe yeah. that's not you. No. And it only ever backfires because like I said, right, let's say you're able to maintain that cool girl facade and you are in a relationship for a year, two years with someone and you are cool girl the whole way through. That relationship isn't real. Because you aren't you. That person at that point does not love you for who you are. They love you for how adaptable you are, how easygoing you are for them. And it's less about you as a person and it has everything to do with how perfectly you slot into their lives. And not to sound like a femme cell, speaking of a different category, not to sound like (laughs) a complete misandrist. I think it's also, oh, just a really quick note on men and Desiree and I. Desiree and I are self-proclaimed champions of men like it truly yeah, we, like, we do love men we are pro we are pro men um and i'm not saying that to be a pick me girl i'm saying that in the sense of while i am definitely a misandrist for kicks and for fun at the yeah. same time like i actually do want to champion masculinity when it's not toxic and not terrible like i do think amen yeah i just think like we have to prop up men because if we want them to do better which we do uh there needs to be positive encouragement as well i think definitely we are both champions of men so yeah that means therefore i'm allowed to say whatever terrible stuff about them i want right going exactly this point on exactly <laughs> 
yeah like and completely and yeah it is it is really important for us to say that because i think that um the a misconception could be that we're like those kinds of women that are like all men are trash absolutely not (laughs) absolutely not like i have i think i think men are actually delightful and the thing is yeah for me i think that where the frustration and the barack obama signaling comes from (laughs) is that it's a deep frustration that i have for the way that society has made certain women feel as if they have to be that and also the frustration that i have within myself that i even allowed myself to even you know sign on to subscribe to that sort of thing because i mean it's a rookie mistake like you know if you if you've been in the world if you're like a little teeny bopper or you're in your early 20s and you're you know on that sort of wave like it's a routine it's a it's a routine mistake that people make but i do hope that you come to the light and you realize that being yourself literally is the one thing that you can be. You cannot be. You cannot be cool girl. You cannot be the girl who just lets things slide. You're absolutely denying yourself and the person that you're with low key, actually high key. You're denying both of you guys the chance and the opportunity as at a healthy relationship, a relationship of like actual understanding. And unfortunately that's just something that I had to learn. Like, I mean, honestly, I've come to that realization not even just a few months ago. Oh, me too. Um, yep, not even just a few months me. ago. Truly, mm. yeah, maybe a few months. Okay, so for me, um, I'm gonna put myself in the in front of the target right now, and we're gonna shoot <laughs> me a little um, <laughs> because I do deserve a little bit of roasting. I do deserve a little flaming. Um, I am now. I've been dating my boyfriend for like almost a year. Um, also, hi, if you're listening to this, darling. Hello. You probably aren't. I don't know. You, I don't know. <laughs> Hi, in case you are about to, about to spread some private info. I have learned being in a relationship now that the instinct to be cool girl and the kind of shame that you have as a woman over voicing your demands or um, maybe voicing just even even simply how you feel about things, it, it, it runs really deep and it's really difficult actually to get over. Um, so much so that it's something that I never expected I would struggle with. Like Desiree is someone who's known me since like university. I definitely, I wouldn't say that I, I mean, as a, <laughs> maybe you're going to be like, no, you're terrible <laughs> at voicing your needs. Maybe you're going to say that. But I guess, I guess I always thought that like in a relationship, because I am sort of a little misandrist and such and very like anti a lot of gendered conventions I thought that in a relationship it'd be super easy for me to be like don't do that I don't like that blah da, 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 da. and it's crazy right, difficult yeah. it actually is hard for me and I will say like god I don't want to sound like nagging or like annoying or yada yada yeah. yada and that is so in so much internalized misogyny to comb through <laughs> but so yeah it's like I'm really just now learning to not be cool girl in that in that fashion oh yeah absolutely and the thing is is like on top of that i struggle like I'm, I'm about to be really real i struggle as well with the fact that i am just so like dictated by my hormones on like yes. literally by my menstrual cycle there are just some windows within that menstrual cycle where i can't take it and the thing is is when i say this and or like i can't swallow the same sort of bullshit that I can swallow in other in in other areas. So when I say this, obviously I'm not condoning. Like when I say I'm losing it and you know cut the cameras dead ass, I'm not about to beat someone up. Like I'm genuinely not doing that. <laughs> I literally do not condone violence in any sense towards anybody. 
But when I say that, like, I want to do make it clear that it's, it's a matter of me voicing my opinions, my concerns, uh, me going ahead and actually truly revealing the parts of myself that I'd been suppressing in terms of like, just what I think about the way that the relationship is going or the way that I, like certain things that, you know, tick me off. Yeah. And oftentimes, like the thing is, is that it is, it's, it's such a double-sided coin or there are two, there are two powers at play where it's like, obviously there's the internalized misogyny. Yeah. That's like, oh, you know, I don't want to be, I don't, I don't want to be like the other girls, like the little pick me inside. Yeah. Um, but then also too, like obviously society is telling you that you need to be a certain kind of way. And in my experience as well, whenever I voiced my opinions on certain things within relationships, either it's hard for that person to hear (laughs) and I'm being too harsh (laughs) or I'm kind of like, to a lighter extent, I'm ba- I'm kind of being gaslit where it's like, well, you know, if it, it was if it was that bad, why didn't you mention it before? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so, like, I, I think that it, it does create that sort of like feeling that's like, oh, yeah, I was right. Like as soon if, if as soon as I say what it is that's bothering me, it's not received the same way as, you know, obviously me and Jade have been friends for a very long time. Like if I speak to her about something that's bothering me, yeah. we both have the communication sort of like uh the things that we need to be able to communicate effectively and i feel like i'd be understood if i tell her something unfortunately i think that because i've had a few bad apples in my life and a lot of people can you know obviously relate to this as well you do sort of have a feeling like where you're like well if i voice my opinions and my concerns they're not going to be received well by men yeah no exactly but i feel like even though that's happening Unfortunately, even though those things do happen, it's still your responsibility to get out of your own way mm-hmm. and to continue pursuing, you know, pursuing your own, your, your right to yourself or your, your um, right to voice your opinions, to be the person that you are. If you're emotional, if you have, you know, certain undercurrents that you need to reveal, it's actually incumbent upon you, even though there are like those forces that are making you not want to do that. It's still incumbent on you to like still do it because it's at the expense of your relationships. Yeah. It's at the expense of your peace of mind. It's at the expect the expense of your mental health. And, you know, sometimes you get tired of just snapping, getting to the point where, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. And then I'm going to snap. Yeah. It's because it's also an ineffective way to communicate. Like if you want to yeah. just like take it and suffer because you don't want to create a problem, you create a way bigger problem later. Like it could have just been such a small comment. It can be something as simple as, okay, and also this translates like out of relationships too, like into any relationship you have. I used to be, I think when Desiree first met me, I was so bad at even saying something like, hey, can you please not leave your dish there? I could not do that. Even to a friend, I struggled with that. By the time we were finishing university, I had really learned that healthy, good relationships and friendships and roommate situations like it comes from being very honest about something the second it pops up like if Desiree and I ever had any any issue between us I think we talked about it pretty much the second we felt something like if one of us literally instantly the other was being weird or something was wrong it's like is something up (laughs) just like straight up we'd look at each other what's going on (laughs) 
<laughs> what's what's happening? Inform me immediately yeah. what's going on. Which is and yeah, like we're we're lucky in that way. Yeah, we're lucky in that way where we can do that. And I mean, I would hope like I I I'm I myself as you guys probably have known from the last episode. I myself am not in a relationship. I do not have the life experience as Jade has. Oh God. But like I would hope I would hope like the practice of that, you know, would yeah. help in terms of being able to be very um upfront and and forthcoming when it comes to the people that I'm in relationships with but yeah like I mean obviously like it's it's a different sort of situation when you're hashing it out with a friend yeah compared to like you know someone that you're in a relationship with I don't know like it's not that that the ante feels upped but it's just like particularly if you're in a relationship with a man it's just I don't know sometimes you feel like it's not going to be the same yeah Yeah. it definitely takes practice I think and I'm just recently getting to the point where I feel more comfortable to be fair a lot of that can be very me oriented um where I like also have other issues <laughs> my boyfriend listening to this in his car or something and he's like mm-hmm <laughs> he's like yep <laughs> him not everyone nodding his yeah, it's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> no i think everything that you say like honestly I, like i feel like these things are very universal yeah i feel like they're extremely universal and it's good to have this sort of um conversation because a lot of the time i feel like when i listen to certain podcasts or little sound bites from women talking about men yeah like i feel like a lot of it like goes on to like well we are blaming literally not just society not ourselves but we're blaming men for the way that we act and yeah. it's like you know some like there there are quite a lot of us like literally all of us are complicit yeah in the way that certain things happen but at the end of the day you are able to control yourself yeah. like you might not be able to control other people but you definitely have the power to control yourself yeah. and it's it's good like we're on we're on our healthy girl shit lately yeah, like absolutely you know, let's do some reflection. Yeah. Also, Indeed. especially because you might be with a man who does not want cool girl. Like I said, like I'm yeah. really privileged to be in the position where my boyfriend, I think probably actively resents when I'm trying to be amenable and adaptable. And in fact, he said to me before, he's like, can you please, I know you have an opinion and I know you have a judgmental one at that. Like, just say it. <laughs> and like, that's the thing you, a lot of the times we are, I think kind of lying to ourselves that we have to be cool girl otherwise we're going to be rejected or that no one's going to really like us or that they're going to associate with us with which is something you said earlier Desiree these negative traits of femininity where it's oh she's on top of me she's bothering me all the time she's demanding that I'm here demanding that I'm there she doesn't let me go out with the boys obviously by the way yeah. you should 100% let your boyfriend go out with the boys but you know it's that that yeah. narrative of oh she's the old ball and chain and it's so funny because you might be in a relationship where you're trying to be a cool girl and the guy doesn't even want, like no one's asking you to do that. You are doing that to yourself. So you got to make sure. Right. Additionally, okay, cool girl is potentially at its worst dangerous to be because if you are completely yeah. amenable to the wrong guy, it only gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse to the point that, like I said in my little lowdown, you know, if you're cool girl for long enough, either you're going to explode and snap and have a ton of resentment for the person you're with, which they don't really deserve because maybe they didn't even ask you to be that adaptable, or right. you're going to wither away and become a shell of a woman and a puddle of a woman that can get pushed around by anyone. And if you're with the wrong guy who pushes you to that point or who thinks, oh, look at this girl, super amenable. I can, you know, sh- anything I do, she's fine with. 
the ante is gonna yeah. get upped and upped and upped and up to see how big your threshold goes. And even if oh, yeah. even if you cap your threshold before it gets too serious, the mere fact that you were in a situation where someone was trying to push your boundaries like that can be very dangerous. Like I'm talking life or so death. So dangerous. I'm, I'm talking yes. abuse. Like that's a very yes. cool girl is not cool when you are in a life altering event. Like that is not it. Oh yeah. It absolutely is not it. Like, yeah, that's definitely like, I don't even want to say I'm like, oh my God, that's the more extreme end of things, but it's actually highly likely. Yeah. Like, unfortunately. It's actually very likely. Yeah. It's unfortunately it's in, in this day and age, it is highly likely that if you literally don't stand for anything, you will fall for everything, yeah. everything. Yeah. And not, not to sound like a conservative, but that is why it is so important to give women, like make sure we raise women and raise women up to have backbones. Like we can't, you yeah. can't, we can't just be supporting each other. We need to teach everyone how to support themselves. Is that, and that's yeah. part of not being cool girls. Like if a guy is doing something that is against your boundary or against your values, say something, even if it feels super small, even if it feels super small. I know there's something to be said for pick your battles, but it doesn't always have to be a battle. Your boyfriend, uh, your boyfriend, like leaves your room a mess when he comes over and he never makes any effort to tidy it up and you never say anything well it seems like the tiniest little thing until eventually he has learned that you'll go along with about anything he wants oh yeah you know and it's just like have a backbone if you don't like that he does that then be like hey i don't really like that you're leaving my room a mess if you want to keep coming over you need to start tidying up just do that yeah oftentimes (laughs) with men it's so funny because for women this feels like violence it feels like violence to be like can you clean that up <laughs> with men that is often it does feel violent it feels violent for men that is the only way they communicate like they don't right. understand like i'm sorry like i was actually talking i was reading um women are from venus and men are from mars or it's actually the reverse title but oh my god i've literally heard about that book okay it's so old school and so old-fashioned i definitely think it's geared more towards our parents generation like i think a lot of it right now is kind of like not not that yeah, it's not applicable. It's just, yeah, it's super outdated. And I actually think it yeah. would explain more about our parents' generation and their relationships and where things go wrong. Nowadays, I think the the pro, the the, the trend is to be more communicative generally. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. I can I just know how revolutionary it was for these people to read Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus and read the page that was like, how a woman communicates that she wants you to take the trash out. It's oh man, I'm so tired. I just did all the dishes and the trash still needs to be taken out. And right. th- it was like, men, this is her saying, take the trash out. And it was basically right. saying like, men learn to be more attuned to those little things. Women, sometimes you need to gain the courage. Just tell the guy, take the trash out, please. Cause I just did the dishes. Because oftentimes right. they go, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> but your little emotional bid was not received by them because you have to remember who you're talking to. It's not one of your girlies who's going to hear the inflection of your tone. Yeah, and be like, who's going to oh, pick up and yeah, read between the lines. It's a yeah. man who, like I said, historically, socially speaking, men are not masters of the social sphere the way that women have had to be due to a lack of power right. in politics, economy, property, you know, all those To survive. Things. Yeah. Yes. We had to become very, very, very highly skilled in social nuances. They did not. Therefore, even though it feels violent, I do ask of all women who feel they might be struggling with the cool girl syndrome, just say like, take out the trash, pick that up. You can throw a please on, please and thank you. 
But it's not violent. It's not violent. They will not take it as violently as you would take yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's actually so true. It is so true. And I feel like that's the one thing that I'm reminded with with men time and time again, like where I think, oh my God, I'm literally this crock pot. I'm going to explode. It's going to be horrible when I like lash out. It's really just me saying, hey, you know, I actually really don't like when you do this. Yeah. And it's them being like, oh, okay. Like that's the first time actually I've, I've, I've yeah. heard of that. And it's always like, oh, sure. <laughs> no worries. No biggie. Thank you for right, bringing cool. it up. Yeah. Because arguably, Literally. you do have to think, like, I, I know we've been talking a lot in gendered terms. Like, at the end of the day, though, we are all people. And if you have to yeah. think about yourself, if a man was like, hey, I don't really like it when you leave your dishes in my sink, you'd go, oh, my God, I'm so sorry about that. Thanks for telling me. I won't do it again. Literally. <laughs> you just, like, respond. <laughs> and that's when you're dating a man, that's wor- that's best case scenario, that he's just like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Thanks for bringing it up. Worst case scenario is he wanted a cool girl because he wanted to make you into a little puddle. He doesn't like that you acted yeah. that way. You narrowly escaped death. It's, you literally dodged the biggest bullet. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. Congratulations. Yeah, it's a win-win. Yes. Drop yes. cool girl. Let's get rid <laughs> of it. And a win is still a win no matter what. Yeah. Like, yep. Do you know what? Yeah. That, I, mm-hmm. or I was just going to say that might be a really good way to tell if a woman is comfortable. Because I was thinking about how, like, you and I and like with Caitlin and with kind of all of our friends like who we're very close to you get to the point where you can communicate like men with one another be like can you take out the trash can you do this I don't like that you did that what's wrong whereas when you're not comfortable you do a lot more like female speak where it's very careful and thought out and very padded yeah. yeah and I do think maybe that's such a good litmus test to tell who and who you aren't comfortable with um, yeah, but it's time to get a little uncomfortable. Be that way with people you don't yeah, know. Yeah, let's get uncomfortable. Let's just do it, cause cool girl is so lame. It's only going to blow up. It's only going to blow up. One hundred percent of the time. You can't be in an actual relationship. It's not real. It's a facade. And also, you will lose all sense of yeah. self and all self dignity. And that's just, just nothing is worth that. Nothing is worth giving it up. It's not worth it. It's no. not worth it. No. Anyways, it's not worth it. And like. Yeah, the, 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 the person that you're in a relationship with is actually going to respect yeah. you all the more. And that's what they should be doing. If they're not, as Jade said, you you literally have but, defied yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, right? Um, anyways, yeah. Um, Instagram yeah. or audience question? Um, I've actually picked this question. I really okay. like this. Um, I, I like this one. This one is from um, one of our listeners named Cassandra. Hi, Cassandra. Hey, girl. Hey, Cassie. Hey, friend. Uh, and so what she says here, what is our worst experience with being a cool girl? Um, <laughs> and yeah, just, to, I this, this is a, this is a, a loaded, heavy, also extremely hilarious yeah. question. I feel like, man, I think that mine, oh, I have to think. <laughs> I also, I'm like, I'm thinking very legally. I'm like, I need to get my lawyer on the phone because some men are about to catch some bullets. I doubt any yeah. of them would listen to this. <laughs> Oof, I have yours. mine. I definitely have okay, mine. You you give yours. You give yours. Okay. So whoever, like literally this, this guy might be listening. Um, and I really don't care. But if you, you know who you are. So, um, basically I had, um, a situationship, if you will. And, um, we had met via this dating app. I'm not going to say the dating app, but it rhymes with slender. And um, basically, I was under the impression that we both had maybe paused our accounts uh, because we'd found each other. What's what's better than that, right? Um, anyway, I got really mad at this person 
Um, and I was literally, I was going to break things off with this person anyway that night. So I decided I was going to go back on Slender and yeah, go and find my rebound. And I go on Slender to find the rebound. And I'm literally in the middle of like having an argument with this person. Like, you know what? I think, I think I've already said, I think we should stop. And I get on Slender to, to look for said rebound and not even the third card I pass, I actually realized that it is the updated version <laughs> of the card of this person that I'm seeing. And updated, I mean, literally pimped out new <laughs> photos, new, like, literally new, um, very charismatic bio and everything like that. And at, like, I was pretending at the time to be cool with the mm -hmm. fact that you know, that this person was seeing other people, but I lost it. I was in that chat, absolutely going crazy. <laughs> because it turns out I actually wasn't cool with it. I actually mm -hmm. wasn't. Mm -hmm. um, and that was when I came to face to face with my own crazy. There was other things going on that actually prompted that response. Yeah. So I'm not gonna entirely, yeah. I'm not gonna entirely shit on myself with that one. But I think that was when Cool Girl definitely went wrong. Yeah. 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 And I revealed myself for who I, who I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the best Cool Girl moment I have is I got involved with someone who I was very casually seeing, and we were co-workers and friends and I'm praying he's not listening to this because I just know he's the type of guy who's going to be like she's bothered she's talking about me <laughs> and I just want to make it very clear that that's like chill you're just an example you're just an example yeah <laughs> um because but also peace and love peace and love <laughs> hope you're okay. and healing um so basically he <laughs> he kind of ruined my life because he told everyone we worked with intimate details about um me and our uh uh, nocturnal activities and, and, indeed. and it just made my life a living hell for months on end to the point that I would have to listen to meditative music before going into work and I still um I was cool girl throughout all of that I was still very nice to him throughout all of that and years later he slid back into my dms asking to hook up and I was still cool girl I did not tell him to go fuck off like I was like oh no <laughs> no thanks but, it's an L. It was a big L. Um, yeah. And it wasn't really about him. It was more about just the way he was treating me and talking about me and even talking to me. Um, kind of like I was just absolutely nothing and worthless. And I was... And the repercussions. It, and I, yeah. And it was at this point that I was like... I just had this mindset of... Obviously, I wasn't in love with him or I didn't really even... If I'm being all that honest have that deep of emotional or romantic feelings for him but he was my friend first and foremost and so um I remember being like how can you treat me like this when I don't treat you like that like, yeah. it's it just like this is kind of crazy you're treating me like I'm just some random hoe um yeah. who you don't care about imploding which you should care about anyways but goes beyond that because I'm your friend like and I right. work with you and it was just very bizarre right I do have to say I did actually black out that I was not cool girl in one beautiful blaze of glory when I confronted him at work 
And I don't know if you remember. Do you remember that, Desiree? I'm like... It was right after he had basically ruined my life by telling his ex-girlfriend. I remember. I do remember. It's and all coming back she to me, got yes. ready to square up at work on shift while I was training a 45-year-old woman named Lynn. And I was just like, this is not it. This is absolutely this not is, it. Oh, God. Embarrassing, Just giving actually. me so much anxiety and terror. And that was when the cool girl act absolutely dropped. Because up until that point, you know... People were talking about it to me. I wanted no one to know. Everyone knew about everything and us being together, yada, yada, yada. This girl basically attacks me. The cool girl act dropped. The next day I confronted him. And he did have that moment of, oh my God, she's crazy. He was like, this is so crazy. Like, why are you confronting me like this? And I was like, because you're an ass. Because you're an ass. How don't you Literally, because you're an ass. And you know what the thing is? Is like, I'm actually, I'm actually going to say that the way that you handled that this person coming back into your life, like after the fact, I think that you, you said like, oh yeah, it's like a cool girl, girl thing that you did. But actually you were cool about him. And I feel like that was actually, you weren't a cool girl, but you were cool on the fact that, um, that obviously things had gone the way that they had gone. But to me, it actually showed not really cool girl energy but it's like i'm not gonna let you bother me i appreciate that I you're really not do. gonna bother because that was the goal that yeah because my response was basically like i don't want to see you <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like you could have i mean in that moment you could have said actually here's why i don't want to see you you're this that and the third and literally you That's know true you could have gone off but you didn't and like you know like i i feel like i feel like you're all the better for it actually because I yeah. think I think he can I think he can figure out what he is actually I think he can figure that yeah. out on his own. Mm-hmm. That's true. I also think that I was like, it's not my job to craft you into a better man. Yeah, I, I served as your I've served as your critical event once. Yep, and I'm that was enough for me. Yeah, that's another topic we'll get to for another day. Is oh, critical events. and that's serving be a as a man's ass. critical event. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. We all got we all got experience in that. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Well, anyways, we should probably wrap up, but thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, thanks for coming Um, along for the ride. I feel like this has actually been a really good therapy session. (laughs) Yes, a lot of emotions, a lot of talking. And you know what? Reinforcing what we know to be true, which is that cool girl is a lie. It's a lie. It seems like the most peaceful route at first, but it is the route of most violence. Do not go down it. Do not pursue it. Truly, truly. If things bother you, speak up about it. Speak up about it. Absolutely. Even if you're like, okay, I, I want to do self-reflective work, you know, this intrinsic sort of work, great. But yeah. don't suppress the way that you feel. Work through it. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. you're 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 not that. You're not you're not an unfeeling person, most likely. Yeah. I'm talking Voice to it. you specifically, listener. You're not an unfeeling person. Yes. Yeah. Um precisely. So if you liked what you heard here today, make sure you follow us on Instagram. We're at tincannular.podcast. Tincannular is a strange word. It's T-I-N-C-A-N-U-L-A-R. Um, and if you follow us on there, you can be up to date with episode themes and you can ask us questions. You can now tell us your uh, worst cool girl moments if you oh, have yeah, them. Please no. like, let's share in this together. <laughs> I want to know. I definitely want to know. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be great. It would honestly be great to like read in the episodes like after yeah some of the best things we've heard that would be really fun yeah yeah actually um, i think we should do that yeah so please feel free to submit um and send some stuff and be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you can hear our new episodes that come out every monday yeah thanks so much for listening guys thank you see you later have a blessed week yeah and do not you know what word to the wise don't pet random cats 
um, and mm. maybe don't try not fainting in your yoga class. Yeah, in maybe. yoga class. Ugh. Yeah. Ain't that <laughs> word of the Lord? <laughs> word of the Lord. Thanks be word to God. Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. <laughs> <laughs> bye. All right, bye.